and a welcome to the Rise Creating Your Voice. Happy Tuesday. We are here live, live, live. I guess a lot of people just bagging back after the happy heart day. But we want to talk about what is your happiness. And we want you guys to describe it. But first of all, I want to welcome and thank you for joining in. Some of the housekeeping rules are... Don't forget to like and share and subscribe. We are here every Tuesday night, same time. Our last show for season five will be March 29, 2022. We will love interaction, so ask to come up as a speaker in a session so you can speak. How are we doing today? How are we doing today? What is your happiness? We're waiting on our special host to come in a little later, and we'll be ready to welcome in. But let's talk about happiness. How do we see happiness? What does happiness look like to you? What does happiness, happiness look like to you? That is the key component. What does happiness look like to you? And I see that our special guest came on, Stephen Martin, and we're talking about what is your happiness? We got describe it. And we also have some homework for you to do at the end. But first of all, we want to talk about the perception and ideology and how great that conversation was. So we're looking forward to everybody joining the conversation tonight. Come on on, Stephen, with what is your happiness? Well, I think we touched base on this a little bit before the last show. Uh, but for me, happiness is the little things in life. So something mm -hmm. as simple mm -hmm. as having a good breakfast in the morning, you know, enjoying a nice walk with my dog, being able to, to get up in the morning and, you know, have clean, fresh, ready to go folded clothes, you know, simple little things in life tend to be what adds up to my personal happiness. But ultimately what ends up being my happiness is me. So what I do is I take advantage of the little things that make me happy in this life, and I utilize that to supplement and to support my overall ability to help myself feel better. So for me, happiness is the little things in life that add up. And they could be, again, like I said, it's something as simple as having a good breakfast in the morning or getting a good sleep or you know, getting a, a meme or a text in the morning that makes you laugh or makes you feel better. Sometimes even my happiness is brushing my teeth. Like I'm able to actually sit here and brush my teeth. My teeth. And I just sit there and look and see where I just just get happy because of you know fresh breath. Um, so that happiness is always there for me too as well. Um, so I want people to understand how do you describe your happiness? That's the question we should all be asking. How do you describe it, Stephen? Well, the question I I understand from that, at least, is you know what what is it that you personally find to be your happiness? Because everyone's going to have a different way in describing their own personal happiness. And uh, again, like I said, for me, a lot of cases it can be the little things, but it can also be the big things too. You know, there's a lot of things that are, are difficult for people to appreciate or to understand because normally we take a lot of the things that we have in our life for granted. A lot of the time, especially growing up in such an awesome country, and sometimes not so awesome, 
we get the chance to really take for granted that we have clean air and a lot of most of the country to breathe when we don't have to worry about toxic air or polluted air to the point where we might die. We have clean water. Or more often times than not, if you walk into a restaurant, you walk into a Starbucks or McDonald's and you ask for a cup of water, chances are they're going to say yes and let you do so. So for me, a lot of the way I describe my happiness is in the little things, like I had said before. But if I'm speaking on a more personable level, happiness for me is having the securities in life that make me feel at peace so that I'm able to focus the rest of my attentions on the other aspects of life that make me happy. So a lot of times people say money will not make you happy. Money will not buy you happiness. The reason I disagree with that particular statement, and I've never agreed with that particular statement in my life, is because money does very well pay for the groceries in my refrigerator, very well pays for the rent that supports the apartment that holds that refrigerator that I appreciate. The money I get happens to pay for the hobbies I enjoy, the gas I put in my car to go do things I enjoy, the clothes that I wear, the things that I appreciate in life as simple as, you know, going out for lunch with friends, let's say. Some of the things that I've come to understand to be my happiness are having peace and two levels of peace that normally are very important to me. And we've discussed from the very first episode of this series was that I have my mental peace when it comes to my spirituality and the wholesomeness of my heart. And then secondly, my financial peace, having the ability to pay for the bare minimum, the things of which that allow me the peace of mind uh, in order to appreciate the other things in life that are more important. So I'd say in short, for me, my happiness, is my mental peace and my financial peace, but they are one in the same in a lot of cases. And that's one thing I want people to understand, um, if someone was on the street and asked you if you were happy, what would you say? And that's one thing that I want to pose to the studio audience is, if someone on the street asked you if you were happy, what would you say? That's important. That is important. What would you say? Make sure you drop it in the chat. But I looked at a Huffington Post um, thing, and it says, 14 signs you are really happy and here and how to say and how to stay that way. Number one is you want others to share in your happiness. You really want others to share in your happiness. When you're happy, you usually want others happy too. What do you have to say about that, Steve? Well, when you think about it, more often times than not, when you have something to really enjoy or really appreciate, you normally want to do it with other people. If you have a hobby you really enjoy, normally you want to do it with other people. If you have a movie you really liked watching, normally you want to share that movie with other people or at least tell people about it. So for me, when you find happiness and it's something tangible, it's something real, it's something that you know you believe in, more often times than not, you don't want to experience the good benefits of being happy alone. And uh, the reason to know that that's genuine, in my opinion, is that if it's something that's good, if it's something that's wholesome, if it's something that's real and you want to share that with other people, it means that there's a genuine interest in yourself to not be just selfish, but be selfless in the sense where you want to show and share that love and show and share that happiness. And uh, that's that's how I would imagine you would know it's something that makes you happy is that you're willing to to share that happiness with other people. You want other people to experience what you're feeling. 
And yes, that's definitely what I feel and sharing happiness and sharing the love and things like that. One thing they also said that you don't sweat the small stuff. I know, Stephen, you said about um, making breakfast and things like that. But I think I know some people walk around just mad and upset sometimes and things like that. And they don't know how to just don't sweat the small stuff. Would you give them some pointers on how not to sweat the small stuff? Well, this this goes back to what we discussed the last show. And for those of you who are unable to make it to the last show or listen in after, something we talked about a lot of the times is picking our own battles and deciding which ones are worth legitimately being upset about and legitimately putting our energies and our efforts into. And we've also talked about in a couple episodes now how I go about prioritizing my problems. I make columns. So... Again, for those of you who weren't able to listen, the columns in short are very simple. First, I laid a column out with all my problems, everything I could possibly think about on a piece of paper that were my problems, quote-unquote. The second column, I went through that list of problems, and then I went through that list, and I decided which of these problems are actual problems I can fix, which of these problems are problems I cannot fix, or which of these are problems I'm making into problems that don't need to be. And a lot of times... In that second column, I'd cut that list in half, or at least a good part of it, because I'd get rid of things that weren't actually problems, and then I'd accept the things that were out of my control. The last part of that list, I made a series of, of ways in which I thought I could best approach my problems to reach a solution. And if I found that there were no solutions or there was no direct approach, then it's coming to accept, you know, that there are some things within your control and some things that are not. And uh, that's what I mean by saying picking your battles and knowing when to be upset, when to be worked up, and when to let little things get to you. Because we're only humans. And as human beings, we're going to get bothered by things. If someone cuts you off in traffic. That is a little thing at the end of the day. But it's annoying, isn't it? Yes. So ultimately, it's important for us to realize that picking our battles is what best helps us exert our energies in the right places. And like we've talked about before, you only have so much energy to give. It's important that you know to put your energy in the right places. So that way you don't burn out. That way you don't resent the people in your life who are actually good for you and important. And that way you know your limits as a whole. So I'd say, in short, the best way to fight you know, any battle is recognizing that it's worth fighting for. And to sweat the little stuff more often times than not, it's not worth it. And... They also said on the Huffington Post said, living in the moment is very important to you. I love to live in that moment. Um, it, it, it really excites me to just live in the moment. Be Here Now by Stephen Covey um, has um, presented um, a, 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 me building on being present in that moment. But I live in that moment and be, just being here now, in this moment, I'm living for this moment at this point. And it's very important to me, and I cherish these moments because so many people have, are gone. And my biggest thing is, why can't we live for right now and be happy in that moment just for right now? So I know another one is you're in a healthy relationship and not just with your significant other. I love healthy relationships and not with just your significant other, your partner or anything like that. It's with 
healthy relationships. Now, you can be in a healthy relationship and it can be unhealthy too, depending on if that person is not as healthy in that relationship as you are too as well. So you want to make sure that you test happy by happy. What do you have to say about that, Stephen? Because I know I've been in some toxic friendships. <laughs> That's what I mean when I when I try and say picking your battles. Yes. Uh, part of it at least is that Picking your battles a lot of times can very well mean picking the friends and the circles that you keep. And uh, whether it be a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever partner you choose in life, whether it be friends, family, uh, co-workers, or a work environment, you are a product of your environment in a variety of ways. And a big part of why I moved to California, and there's some friendships of which I let go of, and there's some relationships with family that I didn't cater to as aggressively anymore, is that I realized that there are some aspects of life that don't always go aligned with what we might be bred and taught to understand at an early age. And a lot of times you're taught that, you know, family is forever. You know, you have to have them. You have to deal with them no matter how beneficial or how toxic they might be to you. You know, people tell you that at a certain age is the appropriate time to get married, to have kids, to buy a house, to get a career this, that, and the other. Um, but the big problem with that is that more often times than not, we cater to relationships because we aren't picking the right battles. So sometimes we might stay in a relationship because we don't want to quit or we don't want to give up or we don't want to feel like we didn't try hard enough. Sometimes we let family take advantage of us because we think, oh, it's family. There's nothing I can do and I just have to roll with the punches. But a big part about being truly happy is recognizing when it's the time to be selfless and when it's the time to be selfish. And a big part of actually being happy, in my best understanding, is being selfish. Being selfish is probably one of the most important lessons I've had to learn within the last couple of years to truly understand being happy. Because sometimes being selfish means saying no when everyone else expects you and wants you to say yes. And sometimes no can be simply for the sake of your own mental health, your own financial health, your own spiritual health. It might be a variety of all three. But ultimately, if you really want to be happy, there are going to be instances in life where you have to omit or remove people who no longer have a place in supplementing or supporting your ability to do so. And believe it or not, it can sometimes be the people closest to you who are the least susceptible to being good for you. So it's important to check your circle and know the circles that you keep because a lot of the times it tends to be the people closest to you who are most capable to, for doing the most damage. And uh, that's been a hard pill to swallow, swallow for a lot of people, even within my own family, is that not always is every family member, every friend, every relationship the healthiest. And it doesn't always guarantee that you're always meant to keep those things. So in some cases it's tough. But important to know that you are the circle that you keep. And if you find a relationship isn't supporting or supplementing your happiness, then it's time to do some housekeeping in your life. Yes, definitely, definitely. So we want to go to a small little break right quick. But always remember the people that's in the chat. If someone on the street asked you if you were happy, what would you say? So during this little break, we want you to go ahead and type in your comments, comments. If someone on the street asked you if you were happy, what would you say? And if you're not happy, it's okay to say you're not happy. 
So we're going to go to a little break and we want to see those um, answers in the chat box, okay? street could see you and ask you were you happy what would you say we have in there i would say today i am happy now ask me tomorrow <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one and another one said yes i am happy like steven said i can buy food i have shelter i try to let go of the things i can't control and fo focus more on what i can Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the commentary. But we just want to know from here on out, do we always stay happy? Do we always stay happy? What do we think about that? Do we always stay happy? I know from my perspective, I don't always stay happy. Let's just keep it real. So what do you do in those moments? How about you, Stephen? Well, the reason I said I would say I'm happy today Ask me tomorrow is because it plays on a conversation we've had already about checking in on your friends and, and your family and the people you care about. And uh, not everybody's going to be happy. Not all the time. Even some of the wealthiest, healthiest, most successful people in the world, by definition, can't always be happy. And there will be things that make them sad or make them anxious or make them frustrated or angry. So for me, when I say I'm happy today, but ask me tomorrow, it's almost like saying, hey, check in on me in case tomorrow I'm not. Right. You know, hey, maybe ask me that tomorrow in the case the answer isn't yes. And maybe brace yourself in case the answer isn't yes, I'm happy and I'm doing okay. Because more oftentimes than not, people are going through it. And people are having some sort of trouble, some sort of angst, some sort of anxiety or something that's keeping them from being 100% happy. And I would imagine most people on a regular basis have something on their mind that could worry or could make them be a little bit less at peace. So I think it's uh, it's equally as important to know the answer to that question as much as it is to ask it. Because half the time I'd say, if someone were to ask me that in the street, 
I'd probably be having a difficult day that day. And it's uh, not always for certain that I would tell them that I'm having a difficult day, which is why I think it's important to be the one who normally asks because sometimes if you don't ask, you don't always have uh, the confidence in knowing that for yourself either. And it's good to be able to do that for yourself as well as for your friends, your family, the people you keep around you, for them to know that you're there for them and for you to be able to check yourself and say, hey, am I am I really happy? Am I doing okay? And if you can't answer that question, taking the steps necessary to make sure that you do get happy and you do get okay as soon as you can. And I'm glad you asked, Stephen, because I think people need to know how to become happy in 30 seconds or less. Psychology Today says you take one deep breath. Can we just like take one deep breath, like one deep breath in and one just excel it? Because one thing we don't do is just take deep breaths. We're breathing, but are we actually breathing? So I just tell people every day to take one deep breath, can turn your fight or flight instinct and activate your rest and restore mode. That is a good thing for you to just relax. Take one deep breath. Remember people always tell you once you're in fight or flight, calm down, calm down, breathe, breathe. And then before you know it, you're actually in a relaxed mode. So. That's sort of like the rest and restore and refocus mode because you're already at fight and flight and you don't know where to go after that. Number two is find something in your day that triggers a feeling of gratitude. Everybody knows like a picture. For me, I can go to a river or like a stream and just watch the stream go down. That's a happiness time for me. Um, take time to appreciate something that didn't happen during your day. I always tell people, celebrate the small wins. My small wins is I got to do with a task that I was doing at work. Um, I, I made breakfast. I actually ate fruit. I drank my eight ounces of water. How many people like do that? You know, it's all about doing the necessary things. What about you, Steven? Or, or James, since you're on the, on the platform. I, uh, I appreciate the whole speaking it to fruition thing. But something that uh something that I always think about every day is that the freest, easiest thing we can do as human beings, whether we're born in poverty, we're born rich, is take a moment, stop everything you're doing, and allow yourself a chance to breathe. And the reason that's so important and it's so easy is because something as simple as allowing your body to relax, for your blood pressure to go down, for your breathing to calm, for your brain to focus on actually just breathing, allows you the opportunity to center yourself and actually think straight, think real, think without any clouded thoughts through whatever anxieties or pains or frustrations you're thinking. And normally that helps you get through a lot of the problems that you have. And it's funny you brought that up because... <clears throat> having learned that yourself recently, or at least read up on it recently, I was just watching a movie with my partner the other day, and uh, two of the characters in the movie were undergoing fire, and they were politicians, and they were trying to calm down, and one of them was losing their cool and hyperventilating and not feeling very good at all, and the other one was v remaining very calm 
and speaking very calmly and breathing very focused. And then at one point she said, it's a Navy SEAL tactic, how to calm yourself down in any situation in 90 seconds. Inhale for four seconds, exhale for four seconds. Inhale for four seconds, exhale for four seconds. So out of curiosity, I looked it up myself. Is that a real Navy SEAL technique? And it is. Something as simple as breathing is free. You're always going to have that ammunition on you. That gun is always going to be loaded. You're always going to have the chance. Take a moment and stop and focus on your breathing. Four seconds in, four seconds out. And you'd be surprised that even someone is, or not someone, but people as reputable as Navy SEALs who are using this as a method to keep their calm while gunfire, explosions, and death is happening around them then we ourselves in moments that are a little bit less serious could probably use that ourselves to calm down, to take a moment, to breathe, and to really focus on our thoughts with clarity. And uh, I think that's something along with you know, the other aspects that we appreciate about being happy that we could all use. It's free. We do it all the time, but we don't think about it. So every once in a while, think about your breathing. Just allow yourself to think about it. Do four seconds in, four seconds out, and calm down. Because a lot of times you don't realize you're probably a little tense. You're probably a little worked up. Give yourself a chance to center yourself. And then once you're centered, then address the issue. Then focus on what's bothering you. And if you don't feel 100% happy, focus on why that is. Because a lot of times we go throughout every day ignoring why we're not actually happy. And that's just as unhealthy as the things that are making us unhealthy. And you're so right. And one thing that I always tell myself, appreciate yourself. How many of us go around and saying so many negative things about ourselves? Just take the time to appreciate yourself. Thinking of one thing you already accomplished throughout the whole day or handled well today. It could be from bagging groceries um, to clipping your toenails um, to cutting the grass. Um, to finishing a book. It's the small wins. Appreciate yourself. Sometimes you say, you know what, you did good. So I, I employ people to look in the mirror sometimes and just say, you know what, you did good today. Give yourself a pat on the back. Find positive meaning in negative events. That's what I always go to, especially we talked about death. Um, um, last, last thing. I find the positive in that. I find so much positive in that. When people think of it in a negative term, I think of it in a positive term. That's even at work. I, I talk about, why do we always have to say negative things? Why can't we say positive things? Let's turn those positives into, those negatives into positives. And we keep reiterating positive things. Guess what? We have more energy. I'm always with the, with the um, analogy of iron sharpens iron. I don't want no rubber coming up against my iron. I want iron sharpening iron. That means we're always in a mode, and we understand everybody's not going to be in a good mode all the time. People tell me, I don't know how you're always in a happy mode. My thing is, I aspire myself to be in a happy mode. But number one thing is, I ask God for my joy, and joy is given to me. So, therefore, if I continue to serve Him and do what I need to do, I don't have to worry about much because He's going to always give it to me. So, and always use a desktop photo to remind you of the purposes and pleasures of your life. 
I have many little keepsakes and little icons around. One thing I do have in front of my face right now is do one thing every day that makes you happy. Do one thing every day that makes you happy. And you can switch it up. You can switch it up. But as long as it makes you happy, just do that one thing. I know when I go home to Mississippi, I love Bob's frozen custard. Oh, that, that's going to make me happy. <laughs> I don't know anybody got happy food like I do. <laughs> what about you, Steve? <laughs> oh, I definitely, I cook most of the meals that I consume. I'd say close to 70% of the meals I eat a year, I eat them because I made them. So no one appreciates more than me. Uh, using food to feel better because if I wanted just a little bit spicier, just a little bit more garlic, just a little bit more, you know, the zest of this or that, you know, I get to pick and choose my battles with that. I love sweets. I love, you know, good smoothies and drinks. You know, so for me, a lot of the times, if I want to feel better throughout the day, if I'm having a not so great day, it's almost guaranteed that I'm going to spend a little bit more time cooking, uh, to make my food that much better so that way I can enjoy the feeling of enjoying my meal to feel that much better. And like the little things in life, like I say, like that's one a perfect example of the little wins, the little things in life that make me feel good and bring me happiness and further support me being my own happiness throughout the rest of the day. So I think what we need to understand is what is your happiness and how do you describe it? And when you're not happy, how do you make yourself happy? We did describe uh, many, many things. Hopefully people can go back and listen for those who are just joining. And we want to definitely just change over to our new mindfulness practice that we're going to have tonight. So we want you guys to listen in. And we are all to our mindfulness practice. Breathe. 
slowly start to repeat, leaning less and less every time. Then exhale and lean far to the left. to breathe in and exhale and inhale and actually get breath in because sometimes we don't notice how we breathe but it is an art in breathing so and we need to know, learn how to breathe properly as well so come back off mic um where's my chat people that you're still here <laughs> everybody's got quiet so we're here no, i'm here Okay, I'm just making sure because everybody got quiet. Are <laughs> yeah. y'all still here? Okay. <laughs> I think that was an overwhelming exercise. <laughs> no one fell over, did <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't fall over, I hope not. Okay, great. 
So I want you guys, if you got your pen and paper, this is your homework. Is to journal when you're not happy. This is for the next show. I need you to journal every time that you are not happy. Everyone got the homework? Yes? Yes? I do. I'm going to be writing a lot. <laughs> Steven, that we all should be writing a lot. <laughs> I'm going to realize how, how many dumb things annoy me throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully I'm off work for a couple right? of You're not happy or do you? We, we, we want you to actually write. You want us to write we're not happy or just want to write while we are not happy? Yes. Okay, what? I, okay, let me tell you. We need to, number one, write the date and the time you were not happy and the reason why you were not happy. That way you can figure out what it is that is making you unhappy, when it normally tends to happen, and how often does it happen to you. Yes, yes. That means you are actually measuring your triggers. You're measuring your happiness, too, as well. So if everyone does this, guess what? You'll be able to figure out who really don't make you happy? Who or what <laughs> will not make you happy? <laughs> Let's say that. Hey, I mean, if you're spending a lot of your time at work every day or a lot of your time with a partner every day or with a friend every day or with a, you know, a group of people every day, whatever it might be, and you find that you're struggling to answer the question, am I happy, then tracking like Judah said, your triggers, it can be in some cases what you need is the word. The things of which that may upset you, the things of which that may make you find in that moment you are not happy, that realization that you might not be happy, those things that happen are worth recognizing and putting thought into mm-hmm. because if you better understand, like Judah said, what it is that's upsetting you, then you have better opportunity of managing it and it might very well be a partner or a family member or a co-worker or a work environment it could be a variety of things that's playing into why you get upset throughout the day and once you learn what that is or who it is it's important to find out how can you either a distance yourself from this particular Mm -hmm. thing if separating yourself from it is not an option or making the hard choice that if separating yourself from it is an option and the best option to actually do so because uh just like many of us who've had relationships in the past where you've had a lot or a little it's always difficult to let go or to give up in some people's minds to to not continue to try and give it a chance and the reason that can be so difficult is because we don't want to let go of the potential of something being very good for us But if we come to find out it's bad for us or it's no longer healthy for us, whether it be you or both parties or yourself alone, it's important to recognize that you're doing what's important for your happiness. And that's a big part of what this show is supposed to be about is it's supposed to be a new year. 
what's wrong with you still? And we're trying to help each other figure out what's wrong with us so that we can make it right. And that's the whole point is trying to make it right. And being selfish is just as important as being selfless in a lot of these conversations. And we want to announce, well, I want to announce the more you come to these shows that we will be giving out prizes every, every Tuesday. So the more you come to the show on March 29th, there will be one big, big, prize so the more you come to the show is the more times you have to win so the thing is who don't like to win who don't like gifts so continue to come to the show and we'll be giving out gifts every tuesday every tuesday when you join in when you join in and we'll be looking for a lucky participant every tuesday so make sure you join in every tuesday the more you join in from here on out up until March 29th, which is the last of season five, but it's not the last of the show. It's the last of season five because we'll be going to season six, two weeks after that too as well. So we want to definitely thank Plastic Man, Kiasia, James Curtis, Tanya Hughes, Teresa, and also the other people that are listening in. We have about 20 people on, so we do have some people that call in too. So if you're on the live studio audience, we thank you for joining us. And Stephen, do you have, well, let me ask my father, James Curtis Senior, if he, if he have any words of wisdom before leaving. Take yourself off mute, Dad. Can't see that? I didn't hear that. Okay, I was breaking yes. up a little bit. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. Enjoyed everything. Be blessed. Thank you. All right, Stephen, word of wisdom. Well, today's episode was all about happiness, guys. So ask yourself the question, am I happy? And if you can't say 100% happy, which I would imagine most of us or 100% of us are going to have a hard time saying I'm 100% happy, then try and take a moment for yourself right now to do the breathing that we talked about. Four seconds in, four seconds out. Do that for 90 seconds. Do that for even longer if you can manage. And just do that for yourself so that you can calm down and then really think about why you're not 100% happy. And then for the rest of this week, until we get to our next episode on Tuesday, your homework is very simple. When you don't feel happy, you realize, I'm not very happy right now. Or something makes you immediately unhappy or anxious or just upset in general. Take a moment. To put, take out a notepad on your phone. Maybe you got a physical notepad. Maybe you got a piece of paper you keep in your pocket. Whatever it might be, take a moment to write down the day, the time, and what it was that made you upset so that you can start to study yourself and better understand what it is about your life that's keeping that number from being 100%. So that's your homework. That's the focus of today's episode. Focus on your happiness. And if we work on this together, we might actually figure it out. And I just have to tell you how I got this exercise is I actually did it with a group of teenagers, but we call it, I wear my anger on my sleeve. So we took sticky notes and they had to walk throughout the day. And every time they got angry, they had to slap the sticky note and pin it on their shirt. 
Um, there was a lot of people that had um, a bunch of sticky notes on this shirt one time. Like their whole shirt was covered up, like sleeves and all. <laughs> so it was it, it was a, um, something for them to take notice of, but we saw the, the consistency in um, um, students that were, you know, had other issues and things like that. But it was a consistency across the board where, hey, they get angry at school. Um, so, I mean, I wanted that to be at the forefront because we do understand that usually angry and things turn into fights and other things too as well. So how can we manage that anger and show the kids how to manage that anger too as well as far as in a, in a high school environment? And sometimes it's circumstantial or it, it, it triggers from the home too as well. So it was a lot of things. Some kids came like, look, Mr. Sims, I'm going to tell you already. I came in, um, I, I, I need about three stickies already. I was like, wow. So that's just being truthful. And, and to thy own self be true. This is not a test of the survival to the fittest. This is about getting you and me better so we can be all not always happy, but at least be 99.7% or 85.7. Whatever your happiness is, you have to measure it. And 85.7 might be 100% to you. So it's all about how you feel. But I like to feel happy. I don't like to be sad. So that's just me. So what I usually tell people is tell a friend, tell your spouse, hey, tell everyone. Next week, it will be wants, needs, desires on our next show. But we'll take 10 minutes out of um, the next show and actually talk about some of the things that we want people to put in. How many um, pages of... Again. We, do, we do want to say congratulations for your 5,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, congratulations. We have 5,000 downloads just on Podbean app alone. Oh, and, no. Uh, yes, yes. I am excited. I'm excited. See, my, my, see I forgot all about it. I'm, I'm such a, I am such an humble person. I, I, I try to like do things that I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I forget sometimes, too. So, yeah, thank, thank you guys, because it's, it's you guys that are making 5,000 downloads. And I want to get up to 10, 100, wherever it is. We, we want it, we want it, we want it. And that's just on Podbean app alone. So it's because of the listeners, the supporters. I want to personally thank you guys. I want to thank Stephen for being a part of um, this show, because, you know, he and I met, what, three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago? Three yeah, about ago. that. Yeah. So, and it, we just hit it right off, and it was it was a nice time to say, look, let's start this, and we want people to get better. I want, and um, like my grandmother used to say, good and good, you know? So that's, I'm from the South, so I'll say good and good. So, <laughs> so thank you guys for joining in. Definitely come in on tomorrow. I mean, next week is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And also we have Sunday um, Sunday Jewels on the Rise, which is Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, we will see you guys later and we will meet you back on here, okay? But meet us on Sunday too as well. Good night.
Good night and see you later.